Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright. Broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion. The governor of sports talk, that is. And he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports done right. Up next. situation room of his lakefront chateau he's bringing a little color to the voice of minnesota sports talk and worldwide his mama calls him Vince, but you can call him governor and by way of executive order he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right
side. Parisi fires, scores! Puckett swings and hits a blast. Deep left center, way back, way back. Ain't no love at all, baby. What's happening? Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct from the great state of Minnesota. Want to say what up to Big Rail Scott, Ronald Cameron from Duluth Rail Scott out there in Philadelphia, PA. Want to say what up to Big Mike already bopping on the Twittersphere out there in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. What up to you, sir? And we got a, a star-studded show tonight. Uh, we got a couple guests. We're going to keep it streamlined, keep the show going. And man, I, I am so very happy. First off, joining us here in literally about eight minutes, we have the one and only Ben the third joining us from Dallas, Texas, an old, old favorite of ours here on the Sports Done Right team. And he's going to give us everything we need to know from the Dallas uh, Cowboys camp. Lots of stuff popping off there. I mean, um, you know, Demarcus Lawrence out for a minute and then all kinds of contract issues with Dak and Zeke and all kinds of fun stuff like that. So we're going to check that out. Um, We're going to also be talking to making his debut here. uh, One of my fellow contributors on purpleptsd.com for all your Vikings news. Um, Deshaun Vaughn is going to be joining us and he's a young guy who you will be hearing more from as he continues to uh, kind of climb that ladder here in sports media. But he is going to be joining us and talk a little bit about the Vikings training camp. Vikings opening up this Friday night down in New Orleans, taking on the Saints. So we'll get a, a very quick peek over at Drew Brees and company. And the Vikings, well, we're going to save that for a little bit later. Zeke's going to get his money. You think so, Rel? I think so, too. I think there's a lot of posturing going on. We're going to talk about that with Big Ben here in about five minutes. Um, also, Minnesota Twins, man. I mean, what's going on? You got to love what the Twins are doing here. Um, historic run and a, a big, big walk-off last night, by the way, um, from the one and only Miguel Sano. So we are definitely down with Mr. Miguel Sano. Twins with the 5 3 win over Rel Scott's Atlanta Braves. That's right. Braves about to take the series, Gov. No, they ain't. No, they ain't. They are not taking the series, my brother. Even though they did Acuna, Acuna Jr., first pitch out the park tonight for the Braves. Braves up one nothing on the Twins. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to get a lot of good insight, a lot of stuff going on, man. And you know, I, I just I cannot wait. Good to be back with you again. Had to step away for a quick minute last week on Sports Done Right. Normally on Tuesday nights. Again, Vince Wright, the sports governor. Oh, by the way, follow the show, Facebook, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. 
<laughs> the one and only just walked in. We'll give him a proper introduction here in a second. Uh, uh, let's screw it, man. Jersey got me off my game. Look at you, Jersey. Trying to always talk some smack there. Uh, Jersey Vern is in the house. Uh, the number one chief Raka doing his thing. Appreciate you, Chief, and uh, great job on your new show as well, and uh, UNH Rap doing some big things over there as well, so best of luck to y'all. Um, we'll get Jersey on here in the next couple weeks, because of course, uh, football season going to be coming up, so we got to get his Giants takes and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Chief Rocker starting trouble, and even Mike from Bean Prairie said, oh, there's the, there's the Chief Rocker. <laughs> what do he say? Hashtag no Knicks radio. Oh, man. Look at you. Um, tonight's bourbon of choice, by the way, is uh, from the fine folks at Woodford Reserve, the uh, Kentucky Derby. What is it? The Kentucky Derby edition. That's what it is. Mm. That's some good stuff there. Um, RC in the house, the boxing aficionado. And, I, and I, I'm still going to implore on RC as well. Um, Big Ben's going to be calling in in a couple minutes. But RC, you got to call in to one of the shows, man, on X-Squad. Uh, one time, my this brother. This is a X-Squad podcast. You are listening to Sports Done Right with your host, Vince Wright, right here on Spreaker.com. And not only Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher. And uh, the home base, of course, Spreaker.com. So, all right, man. Um, Dallas Cowboys news coming up here. Twins looking good. Uh, very, very proud of what they're doing. I think they're like uh, 14 and, I don't know, four or something since the All-Star break. Looking very, very good. Kyle Gibson. You know, real quick about the pictures here before uh, Big Ben calls in. You know, you got Kyle Gibson at 11 and 4. I was looking for my notes there. Jose Barrios, 10 and 5. Jake Odorizzi, 12 and 5. Although in his last seven games, he's kind of blown up. He's 2 and 2, 6.03 ERA. Uh, Martin Perez sneaks in at 8 and 4. And then you got Michael Pineda, too, at 7 and 5. But both of those guys have ERAs above 4, so they're going to have to kind of tame that. Twins, can we keep Nelson Cruz already? Can we keep Nelson Cruz already? Another three-game home run, or three-home-run game. The other day for Nelson Cruz, 39 years old, AL Player of the Week. And as a DH, man, he's doing big things. Uh, Rel says, I can't wait to see this. Raiders tonight, that's right, debuting HBO, y'all. Hard knocks. They just rose uh, the flag in their new stadium in Vegas yesterday. This is going to be interesting. (laughs) Antonio out there, John Gruden out there, the cameras. So after you are done with sports done right, I am. I trust me, I'm going to be done in plenty of time. Comes on nine o'clock central time. We're going to be wrapped up before that because I got to see this. Rel Scott is right on it here. I want to talk to Sarah in South Minneapolis. Thank you so much for your uh, very sweet email the other day. And she is listening tonight over there by Lake Nokomis. Uh, beautiful night here in the Twin Cities, no matter where you're listening to Sports Done Right. Just make sure you're following us, X Squad Radio, X Squad Affiliates.com. Um, we already talked about the streaming services. 
Man, lots of stuff going on. Oh, and by the way, I want to thank everybody for the the great support for my first article over at purpleptsd.com. And here we go. Big Ben Sutterth, how are you, sir? Hey, doing good. What's up, Dev? All right, man. I am doing great, man. Thank you for joining us. Of course, host of the BS3 Sports and Music Show out of Dallas, Texas. I want to thank Big Ben for uh, giving us a few minutes tonight here, man. Always a uh, sports done right favorite, and everybody's always uh, interested to hear what Ben has to say. So, Ben, let's get to it, man, because there's there's so much happening down there in the Metroplex. Um, let's just start with the obvious one. You got the uh, contracts for Dak and Elliot and Cooper out there. Uh, obviously, uh, Elliot is the one that's making the most news because he's taken off to Mexico while the other two are in camp. Um, do we have any new words or just what's the, the word on the street down there? And how did the local fans feel with uh, Elliot taking off? So a, a lot of them are, are upset because part of it, you know, it was just in the principal's office uh, two weeks ago with, with Goodell. So for him to want to ask for more money, some people are upset about it. Some people agree. He is the best running back in the league, though, I think. So I think he deserves it. I just think the frustration is because it's it's really two, two years or a year or two too early because he's still in the contract for two years, technically. Now, with the other two guys, with uh, with Amari and with Dak, their contract's in this year, and they're at camp. So the dynamics of this whole thing is – is really crazy because they they need to pay really all three of these guys, but they need to pay Dak and Amari this by the end of this year, or else they won't be on the team at all. So they're going to be hitting the free free agent market um, unless they decide to put the franchise tag on one of them. But do you do you think that could happen? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that could happen. Um, it, it could because the the other thing about this. With Zeke, like I said, he's under contract for two more years, so the Cowboys really don't have to do anything. Right. So as, as much as um, as much as what the conversation has been, um, they today the story was that they offered um, Zeke a, a contract which was close to what Le'Veon Bell made, and and he hadn't made a response. I haven't heard any of him, his him or his camp saying anything or saying that's a good deal, that's not a good deal. But he wants to be the highest paid running back, uh, probably of all time, which he, he should be that. But it, it's just a matter of when, when is the right timing to do this? The Cowboys want to make him at least, the other story was that they want to make him at least top, uh, five. He would be like the second highest paid, probably behind Le'Veon Bell or Gurley. But it's it's interesting. I mean, it, it, it's half and half, you know, when it comes down to how people feel here in Dallas. Yeah, exactly. You know, football players, too. When You you know, I, I was talking about this on, on, I think, my last show a couple of weeks ago. You know, they're looking over at these baseball players and the guaranteed contracts and basically, you know, all these other sports, you know, baseball players getting $300 million, you know, close to $400 million now. And these guys, you know, looking at it, putting themselves on the line the way they do. And uh, they got garbage in terms of you know what their uh, their players union is uh, definitely uh, done for them. Big Ben, let me let me read a quick quote from you here. This is from Kevin Petra 
NFL.com. Uh, he was uh, quoting Jerry Jones here. And this is Jerry Jones talking about, you know, kind of what you were alluding to, the, how they really don't have to do anything. So, uh, quote, oh, I think you can easily get out of Oxnard without getting any deals done, he told uh, 105.3 The Fan on Tuesday. Be careful in Dallas before anything gets done, or excuse me, be back in Dallas before anything gets done. As a matter of fact, I don't see any momentum that would lead me to believe we're going to get anything done while we're out here in Oxnard. And that's kind of what I was saying all the way along. I don't really see this thing getting handled sooner, or excuse me, sooner rather than later. I think it'll definitely get handled, but uh, I don't think it's going to get handled during training camp, Ben. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I don't. Uh, we're not seeing any traction, and I, I don't think it's going to happen. Which that's scary because they need to be going into game one of the season with no Zeke, and, and the Cowboys are in. They don't have to do anything, but they're they're playing chess. They're, they're acting like they're right. yeah, exactly. playing hardball, but they know when they don't have Zeke, what their what their season looks like, what those games look like without Zeke. Any Cowboys fan will go back and remember those games and know that the, that the team was not at its best when Zeke's not on the field. So they, I think, they want to they want to play it as uh, as close to the cuff as possible. And the crazy thing about this is Jerry Jones is normally that guy that would be willing to give money out of his own account to try to keep these you know these players here. He's done it with numerous right. different players. But it's interesting how with Zeke, they're not they're not just ready and willing to just throw the kitchen sink. But I think that's that to me that shows a, a maturity of the organization as a whole and, and the not in and, and uh Steven, Steven Jones is his son, I think is becoming to have more power and it's probably telling Jerry, like, look, this these are running backs. You cannot you cannot pay these guys like you pay other positions. Right. With that that then like the the trend in in the in the NFL anyway, that you don't have running backs making all this you know large amounts of money because they end up being injured. And the prime example is Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley would right. never be the team again. I don't know what he has tendonitis in his knee or whatever. Actually, knee, he knee. has arthritis in his knee. Arthritis in his knee. So I mean, like, he, this is something that's not going to go away. And Zeke hasn't had any injuries, so you, you really. It's a tough decision to make, and I, if I, I I don't want to be the Cowboys organization right now because there's there's a lot of there's three decisions we got to make, but there's one in particular that's you know there's there's fire right now. It's a huge fire that you want to let out, uh, but there it's tough. Well, again, folks, we got uh, Ben Sutter, the third host of the uh, BS3 uh, Sports and Music Show from the great city of Dallas, Texas, joining us. Um, before I get out of here, remind me to talk a little bit about the North Carolina Tar Heels of yours too, and how they're going down to Duke again this year. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but seriously, let me ask you about the Marcus Lawrence. Uh, obviously, great, great, great player. You know, he's he's had the, the surgery on his shoulder, and it was funny as I was reading the article from uh, Tim Kalishaw down there, and he says that actually him being out. Deshaun is actually more vital to the success of the Cowboys than Zeke. Now, how does that sit with you? I mean, I think that's uh, I, that's very interesting. And you're talking about Demarcus Lawrence, right? Yes. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah my bad. Yeah. Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. 
I mean, he, he is he is impactful on that on the defensive side of the ball, especially at that at that edge rush position, which is 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 highly touted in the in the NFL now. So he is very important. Without him on the field, you know, you you got Robert Quinn, you you have uh, whoever your backups may be, but Marcus Lawrence is very important to the defense. And you, you know how it works. You get the pressure on the quarterback. That ends up causing turnovers. Maybe he gets sacks. But I, I was I was happy they got that deal done because he was going to get paid somewhere else. And, and right. he was happy yeah. they got the deal done. He got a surgery. So hopefully he'll be back and ready to go. But he's he's vital. He's vital to this defense. Um, as long as he can continue, because my nervousness is always, okay, a guy gets his money. What is he going to do now? Well, you know, after he gets his money, is he going to be fat and happy, or is he going to put up those same numbers that he did before? But he's he, and he's the leader of this defensive line, so he's yeah, he, he's he's probably you know one. Well, I'll say the two as far as importance on the team. I think Zeke is definitely important, uh, but he definitely put Marcus Lawrence right behind. Right. And again, folks, Big Ben from Dallas joining us. Hey, Ben, real, let me get your thoughts on the defense. You know, we're all it's always kind of offensive laden with the Cowboys and especially again with, the uh, you know, these uh, contract disputes and the holdout from uh, Elliott. But, um, you know, we're talking about Demarcus Lawrence there. Um, you know, you guys got some big hitters, uh, some some nice uh, D backs. You know, uh, I really like Jeff Heath a lot. What are your thoughts on the defense? I mean, because really, they're, they're very underrated. I was looking at the stats today. I think they were like the sixth-ranked defense or something like that. Um, I, I hope I'm correct on that. But point being is the Dallas Cowboy defense is much improved. Yeah, yeah. Last year was really was a surprise. And the number one surprise on that defense was, was Leighton Benders, the kid from, from Boise State, which I even know what he really – what he was really going to bring, I mean, you you were hoping that you were going to get were going to get something from him. Uh, I was wanting Calvin Ridley to be honest. I was upset, but the way he performed last year uh, shows that these, this defense is going to be good for a long time. Him, Jalen Smith, you got Sean Lee there. You know, you yeah. can't necessarily depend on Sean Lee for sixteen games, but you're going to get Sean Lee whenever he's on the field. He's going to give you everything he's got, so he can't. So he can't walk anymore until he's hurt. So, um, and then the, the secondary, like you said, Jeff, he that that kid has so much heart. Like he may not be a Pro Bowl safety, he may not be, he will never be an Ed Reed or or Steve Atwater or John Lynch or anybody like that. But that he makes plays when, they, when you need to make plays, and that's important. Uh, like you, um, like I also mentioned, uh, Byron Jones at the corner, Xavier Woods, who's having a good camp at safety. Um, uh, Wuzier, the kids from Purdue, it's his second, third year. So, there's, this defense to me is almost more exciting than what the what the offense can bring. Because normally you're like, okay, the offense is on the field, we can we can hopefully drive down the field and score. When that defense is on the field, though, you're expecting a turnover or right. you're expecting some type of uh, pressure. And you don't, you, well, you know, you wasn't really expecting that, you know, in the past, over the past couple of years, probably since, you know, Wade Phillips was there when you had Brady James and, um, and those guys were there with that, you know, Terrence Williams and, and, and uh, Terrence Williams, excuse me, and those guys. So that is almost as exciting as anything on this team with that defense. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. Now, let me ask you, because, you know, we always have fun with uh, the head coach down there, Mr. Garrett. Now, I don't, again, I don't know if he has pictures of Jerry doing some some very, very bad things. Um, if, if he knows where, where the secrets are buried, I don't know what's going on, man. But, Ben, I'll, I'll ask you, as I ask Ben this in private all the time, what will it take for him to get fired, man? I just, I, I just don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a crazy conversation because as long as Jason Garrett has been here, he's been average. He's been not even average. He's been below average or just at about 500, which really gets you nowhere. Mediocrity gets you nowhere in any sport. I mean, it keeps you in the conversation. But uh, to me, in my opinion, and, you know, I, we were talking about this before the show earlier today, but uh, I was thinking he, he may never leave. He may never get fired. But <laughs> exactly. I, think, <laughs> I think realistically, though, if he if they don't make it to the NFC uh, championship game, I think you, you really truly have to look at it and say, what has this guy done? And all the clapping he does on the sideline, um, all the, the boring interviews, golly, those interviews throughout the week are – and he tells these these most awkward stories, like he's like a kid, uh, like a kid in, in high school that doesn't have any friends, and he tells all these weird stories. But the guy, the guys, he's a different, he's a different breed for sure. You but, know, and here's my take. <laughs> tell me what you think about this, Ben. I think he just stays in his lane because here's the thing. You know, he runs, um, um, you know, other coaches out of there. He were uh, Jimmy Johnson. I mean, obviously that's the most famous example. They're winning Super Bowls, doing their thing. Um, supposedly because he can't handle the head coach getting more of the limelight. He, you know, those two can't get along. I think this guy just stays in his lane. Yeah. You know, they win some games, they lose some, but I think, you know, he's, he's not a headache for Jerry and obviously until Jerry deems him necessary, but, um, Here's the thing. I always thought Jerry just would expect more from a head coach, more, uh, you know, a better record. And I just thought he would have been gone, um, you know, a couple years ago, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, and I think if you, if you don't make it to the, to the championship game this year, um, you haven't really reached, you haven't reached anything during his mm-hmm. tenure. And at this point, the players that you have on this roster, and that goes for that goes for Dak too, which I think partly the reason that Dak they haven't worked out something with him is they want to see how this year is going to go. You got Randall Cobb, hopefully he stays healthy. You added you added players on the defense. You have a pretty pretty good wide receiving core, especially with Michael Gallup going into his second year. Uh, if Zeke's not on the field though, that that definitely is that could be an out for for Garrett, but. What he has on the field this year is almost as good as what he's had during this whole time. And I think um, this may be another situation where Jerry isn't the one making the decisions because if anybody pays attention to the Cowboys, Stephen Jones has a lot um, a lot more say-so than what people think. Jerry is right, Jerry's still Jerry. He, he asks him a question. He's going to say whatever comes to his mind. He's going to sound like the – he's going to sound like the uh, – the old guy with the crazy comment, but really when it comes down to it, Jerry's say-so is being diminished, like, I mean, before our eyes. Like I said, if it was up to Jerry, these deals would be done already. They would just pay him whatever, 
you know, you just move on, and you know, the Zeke will be running over from from Cabo right now. Interesting, interesting. Because here's the thing, you know, in the press, the the mainstream sports press, I guess, for lack of a better term, everybody's been talking about how calm Jerry's been handling this, and uh, and Stephen Jones as well. You know, they're kind of saying all the right things, the temperaments there, you know. From their side, you know, there's there's no real um, kind of out there reaction. It helps that they obviously have uh, Dak and Cooper in camp because then they can kind of isolate on Elliott not being there. And in, in terms of, I guess, the media war, the you know, I got to say, man, the owner and uh, Mr. and the other Jones are winning it. Yeah. I mean, at this point, they they are looking like they they're winning this battle so far, and and like we talked about, if this goes into the season, in that first game, I mean, God forbid if they get blown out or something, and Zeke's not there, right. then then you you may start seeing the pendulum swing. But at this point, they're doing all the right things, and this is this is a different, it's really a different type of Cowboys regime because like like. You had that contract with Dez. Dez got got his money. You had it right before the deadline. It was like a couple of minutes before the deadline. You see where Dez is now. You see that he he really didn't live up to that contract. Same thing with Tony Romo. Same thing with a lot of different players. And I think they've learned that look, this does not help you win. If you look at the Patriots, besides yeah. the, the cheating, but they only have one star. They really, only have one star, which is Tom Brady. Everybody else. You can say you can say the different guys on the offensive line, but they come in and out. And, and there's no right. people. It's hard for people to even name a running back from the Patriots over the past how many years you can think about or wide receivers. No, so, I, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And, and Rel Scott here in the chat room says, "Puppet Garrett ain't going nowhere." Jerry loves his pet coach because he doesn't talk back. <laughs> um, I want to welcome Jose Negron to the show. Uh, we missed you, Jose. Glad you're back with us as well. And, uh, again, the Chief Rockers joined us, Ced. Uh, Cedric has joined us as well. So thanks, homies, for uh, checking us out. Also, uh, via Twitter, we also have Kay over in ah, my hometown of Woodbury, Minnesota. And we also have uh, Johnny joining us from Vadness Heights, Minnesota as well. His first time says he's enjoying the show. Appreciate it. All right, man. Now, before I let you get out of here, Ben is a North Carolina Tar Heels fan. Of course, you know I am a Duke-loving fan myself. Now, um, I know it's very, 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 very early. Duke has lost, obviously, uh, Zion and, and, and the whole plethora of the one and guns. Uh, how are you feeling about North Carolina this upcoming year? Um, and also... You know, compared to Duke, obviously the second best team in North Carolina. I, I do give you guys some credit for that slightly above North Carolina State. But, you know, how do you think your squad is going to do this year? Uh, I mean, I'm feeling good. And, and and honestly, it's never too early to talk about Tarius or talk about college basketball in that in that uh, manner. But <laughs> think, of, think about these two schools. They get the top recruits basically – Every year, they, get, they they pretty much get their their pick of the litter. Duke has been the the one and done, the new one and done boys. You don't you don't really see that from Kentucky that much anymore. Uh, but even the recruits that they have coming in, 
Uh, they got Cole Anthony coming in. I believe that's Greg Anthony's son. Right. If I'm not mistaken. They got another kid coming in. Um, and Armando Barracote. He's a, he's a, uh, center, kind of a traditional center. But in Deuce and have guys coming in too. Yeah. I know they got a top five class. So, um, I'm excited. I'm excited because any, any time North Carolina gets on that floor, they're going to be one of the best teams. No matter what, no matter what, if even if they lose, even if they lose the Wofford again, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> the Wofford be, house. That's right. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be one of the best teams, even if yeah. they lose the Wofford. So no. it's, it's all exciting. Yeah, and Big Rel Scott out there, uh, we Carolina, he says, have the second best recruiting class in the country. So definitely uh, proving Ben's point there. All right, Ben. Now, um, before you get out of here, man, tell the people about your show. Uh, how, where they can find you on the social media platforms and, and when you're on. Because you guys, if you want to hear a, a, a quality program, not only the sports, but the music, great interviews, you got to check out Big Ben here and his show. So please tell the folks where they can uh, find you, my man. Yeah, definitely. So um, at BS3 Sports, uh, all avenues of social media. Also um, on Spreaker, on iTunes, um, Google Play, wherever you can listen to podcasts, you can find it, BS3 Sports. Uh, coming on Monday, Tuesday, and Friday from uh, 12 to 1 Central. Uh, do a, an occasional night or weekend show, so just follow on Twitter uh, or Facebook or Instagram. You can definitely be on top of everything. But, yeah, man, excited to be uh, on the Sports Men Life show. Glad, and... Yeah, man, you got to talk about the ribs. I don't know if you were talking about oh, how you made them. The, oh, the, the, <laughs> thank you for reminding me about my own rib fest, my brother. <laughs> the, the, the ribs were off the chain, man. Uh, yeah, we smoked eleven rack of ribs for my second uh, annual rib fest. It was phenomenal. It was a good time. And you know the weird thing, Ben, in in this age, man, of social media, you know, having our phones and and checking in on Facebook and sharing pictures and stuff. You know, after the night, it it hit me like nobody really took any pictures because we were actually talking to each other. And, you know, a bunch of people that didn't know each other were meeting new people, having some really good conversations and stuff. So, man, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I hope we can cross paths because I would love for you to get a rack of my ribs. And, um, you know, just uh, and plus, I got to get back down to Dallas anyway, because I love the big D. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We definitely have to definitely have to meet up soon, sooner rather than later. Uh, Absolutely. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I'm coming to Minnesota anytime soon, but hey, we, we, I'll get you up here in the summer, of <laughs> yeah. course. In the summer, of course. <laughs> Thanks. All right, man. Well, hey, g- give my best to your family. I'm gonna let you get back to your evening. Thank you so much for joining us, my friend. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. You have a great right. show too. You too. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Okay. All right, y'all, the one and only Ben Suddeth, the third, joining us. No, 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 no vegan ribs, man, no vegan ribs here. I want to welcome the one and only Run CNC, Columbus, Ohio, my main man. What is up with you, sir? Thank you for joining us here on Sports Done Right as well. And want to welcome Tammy from South Minneapolis and Jim from Delano, Minnesota, way out on the west 
end of town. Appreciate you guys tuning in. All right, let's do this here. We got Deshaun Vaughn coming up. He is going to be talking Minnesota Vikings with us. He's from Purple PTSD. And again, want to thank everybody for the support of my first column on Joey Browner, the throwback corner. Um, I just uh, really appreciate it. We had a little snafu. I accidentally posted the wrong article at first, not the edited version, but we got that taken care of. But yeah, purpleptsd.com, vikingsterritory.com for all your Vikings news. Make sure you're checking out my peeps. When we get back, we'll have Deshaun with us. And um, I will be right back. Keep it tuned here. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me good. If you like sports, then you like the Wait a Minute show. If you like comedy, then you like the Wait a Minute show. If you like a different opinion coming from a different angle, then you like the Wait a Minute show. So join me Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. With your host, Jelani, J.B. Bodie, J.B. Bodie, and of course, my man Lopan on the thewaitaminuteshow.com. Ain't that right, Lopan? I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her, wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six form parlor. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leoshi cause she don't know me but yo she's really fine. You know I see her all the time everywhere I go and even in my dreams I can scheme a way to make her mine. Cause I know she's living fat, her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball so how am I gonna compete with that? Cause when it comes to playing basketball I'm always last to be picked and in some cases never picked at all. So I just lean up on the wall or sit up in the bleachers with the rest of the girls who came to watch they man ball. Dad y'all I never understood black weather jocks get the fly girls and me I get the hood rats. I Tell them scat, skittles, kebab, got hit with a bottle, and in a hospital for talking that mess. I confess it's a shame when you living in a city that's the size of a box and nobody knows your name. Glad I came to my senses, like quick, quick, got sick, sick to my stomach, overcoming by thoughts of me and her together, right? So when I asked her out, she said I wasn't that tight. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six for a parlor. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her, wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four ball. I wish I had a brand new car, so far I got this hatchback, and everywhere I go, your wife gets laughed at, and when I'm in my car, I'm laid back, I got an A-track and a spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat, and you wanna know what's really whack, see I can't even get a date, so what you think of that, I heard that prom night is a bomb night with a hood ratchet and old type of Rito, I was a little bit 
wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Hey, I wish I had my way, cause every day would be a Friday. And you can even speed on the highway. I would play ghetto games. Name my kids ghetto names. Little Mookie, Big Al, Lorraine. Yo, you know that's on the real. So if you down on your luck, then you should know just how I feel. Cause if you don't want me around, see, I go simple, I go easy, I go greyhound. Hey, you, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Ah, yes, ain't that fresh? Everybody wants to get down like that. Wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four parlor. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat Votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, folks, this is Sports Done Right with Vince Wright, the sports governor from the great state of Minnesota. You hear the music in the background, so it's Vikings talk. And I'm very, very happy to announce Deshaun Vaughn is going to be joining us here on the line. He is from purpleptsd.com. And uh, great, great takes on uh, some Vikings training camp stuff and very excited to be a fellow contributor with him. So welcome on the line, Mr. Deshaun Vaughn. Deshaun, how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Hey, glad to have you, man. So first off, why don't you just give people a little bit of, you know, tell them about yourself, um, you know, how you became a Vikings fan, because you're actually out east right now. So give people the background on you. All right. Yeah, I'm from there. I'm from North Carolina, but as of right now, I'm in Maryland, going to college, uh, major in science. I became a Vikings fan because of Adrian Peterson, man. I know he created millions of Vikings <laughs> fans, but hey, man, dude was dude was crazy. He definitely watching him play. Actually, I didn't start watching football until I want to say about 2010 ish. So watching him play and just watching him dominate people, I was instantly a fan, and I've been a fan ever since. I started getting really invested in the rest of the team, like guys like I've been through guys like Gus Farad, Chester Taylor, Antoine Winfield, the Williams brothers. It was yeah, I just got really invested, and once AP left, man, I stuck around. Definitely stuck around. Now, now I'm writing. I'm I'm with the with the guys like you said at PTSD and VikingsTerritory.com, and really doing something that I really enjoy. In my free time, it's been great. It really has. Hey, well, uh, I hope it continues to work out for you. And again, uh, check out Deshaun's stuff, man, on the website because it's real, real good. All right, Deshaun, let's get to it, man. Uh, Minnesota Vikings 2019. Um, just kind of your overall thoughts on what you've seen here over the, the first few days of training camp. So, um, 
the best thing I've seen so far is Gary Kubiak's the new assistant head coach. His influence on the O line has been evident. It's been clear in practice. They are opening up holes that have not been there lately for Dalvin Cook, and it, it's been great. They've actually been able to compete with the defense. Last year's training camp defense dominated the entire training camp. This right. year, it's more of a back and forth thing. Kirk Cousins is throwing these beautiful deep passes. It's an everyday thing. Highlights, feeling, one-handed grabs, digs, destroying Xavier Rhodes on the outside. <laughs> I'm re- really excited for this offense. Um, a big name that I actually was not very high on, um, Klein, our, I believe he's a right guard. I was not very high on our signing him because we kind of waited. We missed out on Roger Saffold. We kind of mm-hmm. got the second wave of free agency with Klein. But he's been showing out. He's been doing great things. Our middle tandem has been working perfectly together. And that's a big surprise for me. I didn't think that just one draft pick, that, that is uh, Garrett Bradbury, would, would fix this. But it's becoming a real possibility. We'll see that come uh, Friday, I believe, with the Saints game. And the Saints got some mean people up front. We got to deal with Cam Jordan. We got to deal with Sheldon Rankins. So it's going to be a good test to see how this stuff actually came to fruition in training camp. But so far training camp, my biggest surprise, Gary Kubiak, the offensive line, which was everybody's biggest worry. But it seems like it's coming together nicely. Yeah, exactly. And one of our listeners in the Spreaker.com chat room, uh, Run CMC from Columbus, Ohio, says, if the Vikings line holds up, they're winning the, the division. You know, offensive line obviously has, you know, been the big question mark the past couple years. Um, some some patchwork done here and there. How are you feeling about the offensive line so far this year? I, I feel like... So it has, it has been patchwork. They finally spent that first-round pick on the lineman. They stopped playing games. They finally went after the top guy on their board, got him, brought him in, and he's doing wonders for the whole offense. It's not even just the offensive line. It starts there. But as you can see, Kirk has more confidence. Dalvin Cook has more confidence. Our two guys on the outside are playing out of their minds. It's, it wasn't just the O-line. I mean, it was the O-line that was the problem. But you okay. see, when you fix that one problem, it sends waves through the entire unit. And they just, they're so cohesive. And it's just, they're playing so well in training camp. We'll see if it translates over to the season. But I'm, I'm expecting it, it will. And I just, it's, it's great to see. It really is great to see after so many years of Rick Spielman not putting this line together like he should be finally taking the time to actually do it is it's really a great feeling. I think I speak for all Vikings fans when I say this is a great feeling seeing that actually put this team, this group together and have them mm-hmm. do well. Well I can tell by your excitement, man. You're getting me excited for Vikings football, man. <laughs> I love it. Um now one question that I've kinda asked, you know, I had um our guy Joe Johnson on a few weeks back and and one question I like to ask people, you know, especially with our, you know, who follow the Vikings and, and people like you that are, are writing about the Vikings is this. God forbid if the Vikings finish eight and eight, seven and nine, you know, let's just whatever a disappointing season is. Do you think Mike Zimmer gets fired if a season like that happens this year? Unfortunately, I do. See, I'm a, I'm a Zimmer guy. I love Mike Zimmer. I think right. he brings the best out of the defense. He gets guys riled up. He gets people to really play at their best. But 
did not win. I mean, they win, but they don't win in the big game. I feel like if we if we miss the playoffs, we have guys there on the coaching staff that can replace them. I feel like that's part of the reason why we brought in somebody as distinguished as Gary Kubiak. I mean, we brought in a four-time Super Bowl winning coach in oh, on this True. staff. And then there's a reason why Kevin Stefanski almost got that Browns job over Freddie Kitchens, who was there all season. So we have guys on this staff that can step in and replace Zimmer. I hope it doesn't happen, and I I'm, I don't think it will. But if we get another disappointing season, I can definitely see it ha- happening. And also, Spielman's job is not safe either. He's had some questionable years. Mm-hmm. He um, he finally did the first round pick. I think that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing for Spielman was not not using the first round pick on the O line. He finally did it. I feel like. He felt the seat getting warm a little bit, so he was, so he went and he got uh, that he got point. that lineman, and after both of them, you could see both of them get the boot if this team doesn't bring it all together. But I I hope not because I'm a Zimmer guy. I like Zimmer. I think he's tough. He brings the toughness to the team. He loves those guys out there. He goes hard for them. And I mean, you hate to see it happen, but it's a business, and you, if you can't get them to the big game, it's time to move on to the next guy. No, you're exactly right. And in our chat room here, we got a couple of Vikings fans, um, Run CNC um, and RC, Ronald Cameron from Duluth, Minnesota. Um, he says we still need some depth at, run, depth at running back and in our secondary. Um, Rel Scott. Now, this guy is, is my brother from another mother here, uh, Deshaun, but he uh-huh. lives in Philadelphia, loves all <laughs> Atlanta teams. And that's what he's talking about, our first week matchup. He says, RC, your secondary is booty. What happened to Rhodes? <laughs> Maddie Ice might throw for three touchdowns and 300 yards. Oh, man. What, do you, what do you think about that? that? That matchup is a lot tougher than a lot of people think. We've, we've had a history of handling the Falcons pretty well, but the Falcons are they're such a – they're the, they're the X Factor team of the NFL. Like every single year, they can either go nine and seven or they can go thirteen and three. So you never really know what they're going to do. But they have some great pieces in place. Calvin Ridley did great last year. Julio Jones might be the best wide receiver in football. They focus they focus heavy on the O line this year. They can get that together. We forget about guys like Devontae Freeman. The defense isn't as great. They let go. I believe they let go of Robert Alford. So the secondary is lacking a little bit, but they still have pieces. They still have Deion Jones, who's a great cover middle linebacker. But I feel like our D line is just a little too much for, especially for the rookies on the O line. And I feel like we got that. We got it week one. I feel like it was it's a perfect time to play a, a two starting rookie O linemen if. If their other rookie starts, I actually wrote an article about that. Uh, their rookie tackle had a heart procedure, and he might right, miss the opener, yeah. which can be huge. It'd be really big. He's gonna miss some time in the preseason. Hopefully, he gets back good and he's able to play week one. But if he's not out there, or if he is out there, he can he can have some trouble. Dale Hunter, he is not a game, and Everson Griffin is coming back 100% healthy. Everything is right. I feel like we got that matchup, but it's going to be a struggle. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk at all. The Atlanta Falcons are a really good team. They just they're kind of wishy washy sometimes. Right. And again, I, I I also see you real. I got the monitor on here in, uh, in the in the sports govs uh, situation room, as I like to call it. Um, again, talking about his Atlanta Braves. Now they're up on the Twins. 
<laughs> um, four nothing, Freddie Freeman with the big three run jack uh, a couple innings back. So I see you, Rel Scott. I see you. Um, but back to the purple here with uh, Deshaun Vaughn, purple PTSD, VikingsTerritory.com contributor as well. Uh, let me ask you this, man. Uh, Sean Mannion's been getting some uh, some good press here in, in his battle to win the backup job to Kirk Cousins. Uh, what do you think about him over Slaughter? I know Slaughter's a little bit younger. Mannion's kind of done this backup thing now for a few years. But people are really starting to talk about Sean Mannion in the backup role. Yeah, Sean Mannion's been getting some love lately. A lot of love. Um, <laughs> exactly. I like I like Kyle. I really do. Watching the guy play in the preseason is so exciting. I remember last year when our, I can't remember when our other backup from the Broncos came over and he was bombing it up. I just could not wait to get Kyle Slaughter in the game. And he came in, and he put on the show each and every game. Even the last preseason, the Seahawks game, the game winner, the Chad BB, was, it was exciting as a preseason game can get. But um, from reports say, he's been inaccurate in, in practice. He hasn't been great, and Sean's been better. So that's going to be a real battle. I mean, nothing's given. I mean, you've been, he's been on the team for a couple of years, but nothing is given. And the guy comes in, and he's better than you. He's going to take your spot. So it's, it's interesting to – to see what's going to happen. That's going to be a real battle. Yeah. Come yeah and then, and it was funny because uh, coach Zimmer kind of threw a little bit of cold water on it. I think uh, today or yesterday said, um, you know, a uh, Mannion has not necessarily, you know, laid claim to the number two spot just yet. So yeah, let's keep an eye on that. A couple other players I want to mention to you here. Um, again, folks, we got Deshaun Vaughn joining us. Um, Alex Math- Madison is getting a, a little bit of play. He is a backup running back, and he seems to be impressing the coaches out there. Do you do you got any news on Alex Madison? So, no news per se, but let me be the first one to admit that I didn't like the pick at first. When we picked okay. the running back in the third round, I was up and on. I was like, what are you doing? It should go O-line again. But I looked back at this guy's tape. It's crazy. He is such a great runner. And I'm not sure why he fell all the way to the third. I think because he's not the fastest guy, but his short area burst is so is so quick, and he's he's perfect for Gary Kubiak's scheme. He fits that scheme perfectly, almost better than Dalvin Cook does. He's like he's perfect, and he he has a highlight of him hurling people after grabbing the ball for like two yards. He's athletic. He can move. He's a one cut running back. He has much better power on a goal line, like much better than what Latavius Murray had last year. Because right. Latavius Murray was more of an upright runner. He didn't couldn't really get his pad level low. Madison is the guy that's going to ram you at the goal line. He's going to push the pile, and he's going to fit in really nice, especially as the season goes on and we start to get into the situation where we got to grind teams out. Expect Madison to start stealing some carries from Cook because Cook is going to be our guy. He's going to be our explosive guy. But right. what we need to run the clock out and we need to beat people down is going to be Madison. And he, he's going to do a great job at it. I'm actually really excited after watching his tape, after watching his workout and all that stuff. I'm really excited to see what he can do. And practice, he's been pulling some moves out. He's, he's hit some spin moves, some juke mm-hmm. moves, cut, making cutbacks. His vision is – he doesn't have rookie vision. He has great vision. It's going to be, it's going to be really exciting. Alex, Alex Madison, he's going to be a rookie to watch this year for sure. Exactly. Now, let me ask you here. We, you know, the the receiver spot, the third uh, receiver. You know, I, I just read today here, and then let me get the notes here because um, 
Folks, again, vikingsterritory.com, purpleptsd.com, your first stop for all the Vikings news. Um, our other associate, uh, Sean Borman, uh, he was writing here, and um, I think, uh, let's see here, because uh, it was the release of the depth chart today, but he also had some notes at the end of his article, and uh, I'll just read one here that I had highlighted about the receivers. So um, he says the wide receiver groups are led by Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, uh, Chad Beebe and Jordan Taylor are listed as, or excuse me, Chad Beebe and Jordan Taylor are listed at number two behind the starters. With Beebe the prom or the presumed number three, that leaves Taylor at number four, meaning Laquan Treadwell is at number five, and and obviously may not make this team. Man, so my question to you, Deshaun, is Laquan Treadwell a Minnesota Viking at the start of the season? That, that's, that's a dumb question. That's a question that everybody's asking. Yep. So, because of cap situation, he might be there by default. Because I feel like in order to get rid of him, we would have to trade him. Because if we cut him, we kind of lose money. So, he actually, he might be there by default. But I feel like if anybody comes with any kind of trade offer, he'd be out the door. It could be for, like, cash consideration. And they would yeah. they would trade him away. He's just... And he's just been he's been disappointing. There's there's no other word for it. He's, he has he doesn't get any kind of separation. In this league, you can be the biggest receiver, and you're not going always going to win the jump balls. You have to be able to get separation from your defenders, and he just he's not very good at it. Yeah, so, I'm done with him. I see Run CNC in our chat room is done with him. Uh, over on the Twittersphere, Mike out of Eden Prairie, Minnesota, a regular listener to ours is also done with him. So I, I think that just kind of shows you where Vikings fans are uh, with Laquan Treadwell. I mean, I wish him well, wish it could have worked out, but uh, yeah, I fence. Oh, yeah. Did you hear me, Deshaun? I did, my bad. It was cutting out. Oh, my bad. I was just asking you with Irv Smith now to uh, compliment Rudolph, do you think we're going to have any two uh, tight end sets in the Vikings offense this year? Kind of throw something different at these defenses. I think we will see a lot of those, especially down near the goal line. But watch out for unorthodox tight end sets. I believe at the Saturday night practice, there was a play where Irv Smith was lined up in the backfield as an H-back. And I love that. That forces the defense to play an unfavorable matchup and get their guys out of position. So it, it's, it's Stefanski and Kubiak are coming together, and they're, putting, they're making people plays, and they're putting guys in position to succeed. And it's working perfectly. But the only kind of gripe I have with a two tight end set, so Diggs and Thielen, they can do whatever you ask them to do because they're just that good at guys. But there's no doubt that they work better out of a spread offense. And Chad Beebe is also a guy that you want working in the slot and able to do what he's good at. So you kind of have to find a balance between both offenses, but you also have to find – Places for guys like Kyle Rudolph and Earth Smith and Tyler Conklin. Don't sleep on oh, Tyler yeah, Conklin. Yeah, yeah. Do, not, have, do not forget uh, about him. He's been having a great camp. Uh, unfortunately, David Morgan hasn't been able to do anything yet, but he's our best blocker as of right now and in the tight end group. So it's going to be a mix. It's going to be a big mix of plays. It's going to be personnel-driven, and it's going to be great. It's not going to be as predictable as it was last season. That was one of our biggest knocks. I believe in the Seahawks game, where I think we scored like maybe seven points. The game after, Bobby Wagner said he knew what we were running, 
It's not going right. to yeah. be like that this year. This year, we're going to throw a lot of stuff, misdirection, rollouts, and in the tight, two tight end set, when a guy like Earth Smith who can move and who can route run, watch for him to do some super creative stuff that's going to create plays for him, screen passes, slants, outs. Is going to be He's going to have a full route tree, and I yeah. expect him to get open. I expect him to have a decent amount of catches. I'm predicting maybe 35, 40 couple touchdowns. I, I to am totally I am totally with you. He is the Minnesota Viking that I am actually most interested to watch. I thought this was a very good and interesting draft pick. And I think with uh, Kyle Rudolph on board, at least, you know, from what I've I've heard and, and from the eye test, you know, he's he doesn't seem to be stuck up. He doesn't seem to not want to help this kid. I think these two together uh, can really become a very interesting tandem to complement Diggs and Thielen as well. So I am very excited to watch Irv Smith Jr. Um, as a tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. You know, I'm, I'm much older than you are, so I come from the days of the 70s and 80s where the, you know, Steve Jordan and then Stu Voigt and then where they really used their tight ends. And so, I, you know, I'm a big fan of using the tight ends, so I, I really can't wait this year, man. All right, let me ask you this here, kind of uh, the last question. I'm going to put you on the spot. And again, we got uh, Deshaun with us, Purple PTSD, Deshaun Vaughn, uh, VikingsTerritory.com. What is the record for the Vikings this year? And I, I can tell you probably have them in the playoffs, but what do you think they finish at? All right, actually, it's the perfect time because I'm actually working on an article now doing the all 32 record prediction. I have the Vikings at 11 and 5 this season. Okay. With losses to the Bears, the Chargers, unfortunately, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and I believe it was the Saints or Seahawks. So we play, we actually have a pretty favorable schedule. We play some teams who just aren't there yet, and we also play some pretty tough teams. But watch out for when we play the Chargers and we play the Cowboys, they're top. They're, both of their top players are holding out as of right now. Uh, Zeke is holding out, and he it actually just came out saying that Zeke won't play without a new contract. Yeah, and we were talking and, about that with my first guest uh, from Dallas, uh, Ben Sutter. So, yeah, that's that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, that's big. And Melvin Gordon, by far, I know a lot of – a lot of Chargers people are saying that the team can win without Melvin Gordon. I'm not buying it at all. I think without Melvin Gordon, that team crumbles. And if those two do not come back, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say those are easy wins for the Vikings. So I have the Vikings going anywhere between 11 and 5 and 13 and 3. I'm going to lean a little bit more to the 11 and 5 because the offense is still new. You're still going to learn it. There's going to be some mistakes. There's probably going to be some games where some bad mistakes might lose you the game, but I'm expecting this team to bounce back strong. 11-5, to 12-4, win the division. It's going to be great. I'm expecting us to sweep the division. <laughs> We're going to revenge on the Bears and sweep yeah. this division. When the, O-line, when the O-line is playing well, the Bears don't have anything on us. That's the only reason they were able to really defeat us last year. They got the O-line in a bad position. Kirk was forcing passes. And now when he'll be comfortable, the Bears won't have nothing on us. We'll sweep the division. And I feel like we'll keep walking to the playoffs, and we'll see what happens from there. That's what things get a little dicey. Hey, I, I love the enthusiasm. One thing I do like about the Bears game, um, the, the Chicago game is early this year, September 29th. So, you know, hopefully good weather. Um, you know, right. you're not playing down on uh, Lake Michigan in December. 
So hopefully that helps the Vikings out as well. Deshaun, hey, man, I got to tell you, you did a phenomenal job. Thank you for uh, joining us. And, man, I really hope we can reach out to you throughout the season and, and talk purple, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, whenever you want me back, man, I'm here. It's been great. Hey, I appreciate it, man. You go have a good night. Um, now, are you? what year are you going to be in college out there at Towson? So this is going to be my third year in college. It's going to be my first year of my bachelor's degree program. Okay, I'm doing the nursing cool. program, so two years, and I get my license, and then another two years, I finish my degree, and then another two years, and I'll be working in administration. All right, man. That's well, the plan. That's, that's the plan. That, that, that will do it, unless, of course, you become uh, you know head of ESPN or something like that. <laughs> yeah that'd, that'd be great i'm gonna have to nice. go to college anymore that'd be great all right man well hey check him out purple ptsd vikings territory.com deshaun vaughn uh joining us from the east coast deshaun have a great night man and i will talk to you soon yeah you too man you too all right take care ladies and gentlemen deshaun vaughn Bring in the enthusiasm. Bringing the enthusiasm. I love it, man. And, I, th- you know, I think 11 and 5 is pretty much right where I'm about. Uh, possibly 10 and 6. They can't have a game like they did against the Buffalo Bills this past year where they, they really should have ran the Bills out of the, the stadium and the Bills come into Minneapolis and get a win. Um, yeah, exactly. Run CNC. He brought the fire indeed. Uh, he is a phenomenal. Good interview says real Scott hard knocks in 24 minutes. So let's do this. We're going to take our final break and I'm just going to come back very quickly and, uh, give you my final thoughts on a couple things. I wanted to send a very special earth, wind and fire song out to my mother, Reese Bell last day at the gig today. She is officially retired as of tomorrow. Mom, I am so proud of you. I am so happy for you. I love you with all my heart. Um, and, and I know all, you know a lot of us out there, our parents, they sacrifice, they do things. Man, my mom has just been the rock for me throughout my life. So I am very, very happy that she gets to uh, prop her feet up alongside with dad now and they get to enjoy those uh, golden years as they call it and um, just enjoy each other now and us uh, and spend a more time with the family and friends so uh, my mom went to high school with Verdeen White the bass player from um, Earth Wind and Fire Crane High School West Side Chicago so mom this one's for you we'll be right back and uh, we'll be ending the show because you know I'm definitely going to be checking out Hard Knocks with the Raiders and we're going to talk about that when we get back here in just a moment love ya
votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, we are back. Vince Wright, the sports governor of the great state of Minnesota. Here in the Situation Room here at the Govs Mansion, Sports Done Right, Tuesday Night Edition. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at the Big Smooth One. That's the Big Smooth One, the number one after the Big Smooth. Also on Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T, Facebook, and Instagram as well. And for all your Vikings news people, make sure you're checking out all the fine folks, all the fine people over at vikingsterritory.com and purpleptsd. It's sister site, purpleptsd.com. For all your Vikings news, uh, despite what Rail Scott has been saying tonight, we can you'll learn there how the Vikings will beat the Atlanta Falcons in week one. Although the Minnesota Twins aren't faring too well against the Atlanta Braves right now, down 5 nothing in the top of the sixth. But I digress. I digress. A great game last night for Minnesota with Miguel Sano's walk-off home run. Um He's coming around, Twins fans. He's coming around. Not where we need him to be, but, um, you know, the Twins are on pace to destroy the New York Yankees' all-time record for home runs. When when did you ever think you'd hear that about a Minnesota Twins team? Exactly. Exactly. All right, so tonight we have the, the Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders making their debut in about 15 minutes here on Hard Knocks. I can't wait for this one. I am very, very interested to see how this team, you know, just kind of does with the cameras around, you know. Uh, people have talked about this show in the past, how it's it, it's actually been a distraction to some teams, maybe a, has a helped some teams get off to a bad start. Not so much a curse, but... You know, um, you, when you're all mic'd up and you know uh, uh, people are going to be following every word you say and all that stuff, it, it is different. So, but with the with the Raiders moving on to Las Vegas here next year, as I mentioned earlier, they I, I, I don't know if it's the final beam or whatever, but they just hoisted, the, I think, one of the last parts of the new stadium down there. And I think, was it Alliant Stadium? Alliance Field, something like that, uh, down there in Vegas. But it, it is for real. The The Raiders will be there next year. And it is going to be very, very interesting. So I am very <laughs> curious to see uh, how this is going to play out. Uh, the Hard Knocks, the last year in Oaktown. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, the Hard Knocks equals the Sports Illustrated Jinx, says Rel Scott. Uh, again, Mike and Ian Prairie says <laughs> my DVR is set and I cannot wait. Um, this is going to be very interesting. John Gruden, who we have been no fan of here on Sports Done Right. Uh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. So I'm going to get on out of here. We got a few minutes left. Everybody get your cocktails ready for Hard Knocks on HBO. Great show tonight. Let me thank... Number one, Big Ben, uh, Ben the third for joining us from Dallas, Texas. 
Big Ben always bringing a, a great take on them Cowboys. And his show, the BS3 Sports and Music Show, is phenomenal. Make sure you're following him, part of X-Squad Affiliates, X-Squad Radio Network as well. Um, also, uh, the youngster bringing the Vikings fire, Deshaun Vaughn. And I, I, we've already been talking here uh, through direct message, man. Um, <laughs> Deshaun says he was a little nervous. But, man, it was a phenomenal, uh, great interview. The flow was there. And that young man knows his Minnesota Vikings. So we will definitely, he's going to be our go-to guy for Vikings talk. Uh, make sure you keep an eye out for the North Star Sports Podcast. That's the other show that I host with my good boys, Matty G and Justin Ekstrom. Again, uh, that's a, a little more of a Minnesota-centric show there, but uh, a great show nonetheless. And uh, so make sure you're following the North Star Sports Podcast. You can uh, catch that on Spreaker or wherever you're listening to uh, podcast as well. Also, IE Sports Radio, we're still doing ringside, our boxing show. Um, we just did the one over um, a couple weeks back after the Manny Pacquiao fight. Um, so me, Gilbert Batista over there, IE Sports Radio, your direct feed for all that is sports. And of course... This is a X-Squad podcast. X-Squad affiliates, X-Squad radio, X-Squad network on the Spreaker channel. Check it out, man. Doing big things. So, all right, I'm going to get on out of here. Rel Scott, hopefully these Braves find a way to lose this. Um, RC, everybody, thank you. He says, great show. Run CNC, thanking you for joining us, my man. And Run always peeps in right around football season, so uh, good to have Run CNC back. And I, I got to cross paths with him. I got to get back down to Columbus, man, for um, uh, hopefully a gopher game against his beloved Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, want to thank everybody, Cedric, who popped in here earlier. Obviously, my wonderful wife, Angie, who's on the road up in North Dakota taking care of business. Um, so thank you, sweetheart, for joining us. Um, Broncos boy, I forgot to say what up to him a little earlier. He popped in here for a minute. Um, obviously he's ready for a Broncos season. Uh, thank you for joining us. Big Kev was in here. Clutch conversations. Make sure you're following him. CT sports radio. Um, Kev again, one of the best to do it as well. So if I, if I miss somebody, I am sorry, but I'm going to get on out of here. I'm going to top my drink off and get ready for some hard knocks so this has been vince wright the sports governor coming to you live and direct from minneapolis minnesota the one and only sports done right show itunes spreaker stitcher tune in radio spotify wherever you're listening to podcasts keep it tuned here we are usually on on tuesday night i will be back next week talking more sports and giving it to you right. Sports done right. Vince Wright. See you later. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.